Bighorn Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden, and I'm joined by always by my good friend, Alan. Today, we're going to be talking about a lot of the MLB offseason and give a little season preview for the upcoming MLB season. Uh, quick update on that. Pitchers and catchers reported a spring training on February 17th. That's two days ago as of this recording. And Alan, I don't know about you, but I can't wait. So uh, we're just going to jump right into things. We're going to save some of the off-season stuff towards the end of the podcast. Uh, there's been quite a few things that I personally am not happy about. So uh, we'll save that for the end and kind of start off on a happier note podcast-wise. But uh, Alan, let's start off and get right into it. How you doing? Well, I've been pretty good so far. I, it's been also miraculous that we're recording again, despite the the news that's been going on, especially in um, the state that I live in, Texas, where we haven't had power, water, and then snow coming in, which that's probably something not not all Texas think about when they think of their state. Snow is the last thing, but other than that, we've been pretty good. Uh, little by little, things are starting to get a little bit normal as far as traveling but but so far blessed to to start this new episode and blessed to start a new day a new week yeah you know it's kind of interesting i got a snowstorm today but because i live up in idaho like you just move on with life as usual and then you look in contrast a lot of the south they're like how do i clear a windshield on my car when there's ice and snow on it you know this is something they're not used to and it's kind of interesting as you know pitchers and catchers reported a spring training just a couple days ago like just how sports move keeps going even though there's uh, a lot of interesting stuff happening down south so it's good to hear that you know you guys got power you're doing you're safe and everything's going well you know that's that's good news yeah absolutely and just yeah it's just a new new change but I think I believe that experience plays a huge role like especially like living in Idaho for two and a half years does give you an advantage into how how to survive that and then obviously learning new new skills in how to survive in in a state that never never snows a lot so it's a, it's a huge benefit and a huge plus I'm sure your wife's been feeling a little homesick lately though because of all the snow you know like, <laughs> remind, rem- must remind her of home you know yeah, pretty much a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, so, but we're not alone. Obviously, several people that we know in Texas used to live in cold weather states. So, and that also benefits as well. So, but we try to try to help others and giving them the knowledge. Hey, this is how you do it. It's it's gonna be okay. Yeah, that's that's the key. You know, it's it's in times like these where we see the best in humanity. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that ties right into baseball and it's, I think it's a good segue because there's a lot of things the baseball community does that just gives you hope and humanity. Um, the players are some of the best people you get to interact with. I mean, there's, there's bad people, no matter where you are, what, you know, world you interact with, but you know, for the most part, I feel like baseball players, at least on the outside, as I've watched more of the sport, they just seem to care more about their fan base and, and the fans that will come and watch them play more so than a lot of the other sports I follow. 
Yeah. So let's uh, let's start off, Alan. What what's happened since we last talked about baseball with uh, Lindor going to the Mets? Well, we've had a, a huge we've had a huge trade, but we're gonna get to that later. But we've had a huge contract signing, huge. I just think the NL West it's it's getting louder now thanks to um, the and correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's a 12 year deal that. Fernando Tatis Jr. just signed, and they're basically locking up his future in San Diego. And I think really, uh, I've always t- hear this that oh, they're getting paid that much. Well, if the guy is producing very well, then he he earns it. So, so there it is. Like he he is doing the things that he should be doing, killing it, and. I think really this is going to be – this is great for San Diego. And now, like, if I if hopefully COVID rests down, um, I won't have to worry about, oh, I got to I, – I just don't have to see Shamu. Now I can go see the San Diego Padres. It's no longer you just – love that Shamu. Even though Shamu – I love Shamu. He's my favorite. Met him a bunch of times. I've even taken – some selfies with him, but I lost those pictures. Now I can be like, oh, you want to go see Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, and Blake Snell and the Padres? Do you want to go see them? And boom, they're going to say yes. So I think that is great for Padres fans and especially those non-Padres fans to come to San Diego for to not just see Shamu, but to see a competitive team, a team that could that could I'm not gonna, I'm not ready to say they're they're gonna win the World Series. That's not gonna happen, but to at least make some noise in the playoffs. I agree. And that contract Allen was 14 year 340 million dollar extension. Just some like weird fun breakdown on that. That's like two million a month, forty-five thousand at bat, sixteen point five thousand in inning. 2800 an hour and $47 a minute per MLB on Fox on the, their Instagram page. So, like, that's an insane contract. He he deserves it. I mean, when you think of the best players in baseball, automatically you think Mike Trout. And then you think Aaron Judge, I personally. And then I think, obviously, and we're just talking hitting here. And then I think Fernando Tatis Jr., if we were to talk about pitching, it's Verlander, Kershaw, DeGrom, and then I don't know, but, but those are definitely the top three, I feel. What about so, Betts? Oh, yeah, he's up there too. Can't forget about Betts. But I was just saying, yeah, so it's Trout, Betts, and then I'd probably say Tatis, and then Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's around there. Not, that's not bad. Because, I mean, this contract's well-deserved. He's easily one of the best hitters in the game, one of the best shortstops in the game, both hitting for power and average. I think in this kid, he's got a lot of promise. And, you know, in 14 years, Alan, who knows where this podcast and we will be. So Yeah. I don't know, but I think really, <laughs> like, I think this is his opportunity as well because we've seen him perform in the playoffs. He did well. Like he did things that uh, that made me want to be like, okay, this 
this this guy is going to do great things and and yeah like and I think this is something that we're going to see often from Fernando Tatis they're going to be the ones that will be making the playoffs uh I wouldn't pretty much every almost every year I'm not going to still occasionally miss depending what happens in the, in the National League but I think they're he's going to be there to perform in the playoffs and we're not and we're not going to miss that for, for a heartbeat. Not like Mike Trout, who we always say, oh, the best baseball player, but I don't see you in, in I don't see you in the box office. I don't see you in the playoffs. So so then for Fernando to get this after they made the p- playoffs, I this is this is huge. Yeah, I I'd agree to that, I think. And the Padres, they've just been insane this offseason. You know, they bring in Snell, they bring in Darvish. Who else said if they brought in they re- they extend uh, Tatis, uh, I don't know that Padres have made too many moves at this point for me, for me to remember all of them, but I feel like those are the bigger ones. Oh yeah, they brought in Musgrove from the Pirates. You know, like they've just oh, been okay. bringing in all these pieces, and you're sitting here going, "Who's going?" The only person that could really easily rival them is either from the NL East or. Let's see, LA's north of San Diego, right? So like a hundred, so just up north yeah. of San Diego is LA. So, and those are the only two teams that are feasible of uh, beating them. So, yeah, absolutely. And and also speaking of LA, the Dodgers, they also made moves. Don't 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 sleep on those guys as well. They also made moves. The biggest they got one their guy. Of, yeah, Trevor, Trevor Bauer, like. Uh, Cy Young Award winner. The pitching is just getting stronger. We always talk about the Padres. They added pitching to come to to have their bats, but the bats are still strong for the Dodgers. And now adding a stronger pitcher, it's now it's going to make the NL West be a two men two team race, really. And it's all going to happen in Southern California, and. I think really this is going to be great. Pitching got better. They just re-signed Justin Turner. And I know some say about his age, but in baseball, like, I've rarely seen that happen where age does play a role, but I think he's going to do better. Um, He may not put up the same stats that he did in recent years, but his leadership in that clubhouse is huge. And I think it's only going to, that's only going to make the guys better and more, more cohesive in, in that clubhouse. I'd agree to that. I think bringing Turner back uh, cements the Dodgers as cornerstones in the NL West. Um, I, I, there was, I didn't see him going anywhere else but back to L.A. I, I think I said that back when we recapped the World Series. But yeah, I didn't see him going anywhere else. He he's a Dodger through and through, and he's one of the few the people that you just think of when you think of LA. I mean, you think Kershaw, Turner, Muncie, Betts now, and Walker Bueller. So there's you got all Cody Bellinger even. So you just think with these guys, and without Turner, I don't think it would have felt like the Dodgers this year. It would have felt like some other team, you know. And so I think it was phenomenal that they went and they got their guy and they're bringing them back 
And then they went out and got the guy of the offseason. They get Trevor Bauer. 60-game season, he wins the Cy Young. Um, you could argue maybe he couldn't have won it over 162. That's a, I'd say that's a fair argument because we've never really seen him put up those numbers before. Yeah. But I think the way his contract is structured, it's almost like he's on a one-year prove-it deal. with, And he's got three of those set up. Yeah. Because he's got an opt-out after this season. If he doesn't take it, he's got an opt-out after the next season. And then if he doesn't take that one, he's got a third year on that contract, which is a prove-it deal anyway. So he's got like three one-year prove-it deals, which is what he said he always wanted. So he's got that. Yeah. And I think we got a full 162. I think he's going to sit down, go to work, and he's going to prove that last year was just one thing to come or one sign of how great he really can be, you know, and he, he wanted to rival Garrett Cole, and I think he's done that. So, Yeah. And he will. Like, he's in a perfect situation and a winning organization. So he knows he's he he's there to add more to what the Dodgers did last year. And and really, this is, like, even – like, this is where, like, the, what the Dodgers are doing, it's their, – their goal is just to win. They, they don't care about division, winning eight straight division championships. Now it's like – Hey, let's go win. A, let's go get another one. Get another one. And they have not just the players to do it, but also the drive to do it and the discipline to do it. So, really, it is being being a Dodger fan right now. It's all about hey, we want more. We want more, and and it's gonna and it's gonna happen for sure. I think LA is got to be odds on favorite site for uh, World Series champions again this year i think bringing in bauer bringing back turner what else have they done i don't think they've done much else i think they've added some relief pitching as well you had the fact that you still have david that david price is there he didn't play oh yeah he's coming back too he's coming back now it's like now you're at it now it's like pitching 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 like it's like what I've been saying. Like you, you can have all the bats in the world, but if you don't have a great pitching staff, not just from the starters, but the bullpen, then good luck having good luck. And I and it's really that's what the Dodgers they they did, and they're they're gonna try they're gonna counter to what San Diego is doing. Like they may not be all oh, making the headlines like what they did. With Fernando Tatis Jr., they did that Wookiee Betts, extended him. So I think this is – well, not I think. I believe that this will be, like, phenomenal for the Dodgers. They they know what's going on around the league, and they're going to adapt to it. I'd agree. Um, yeah, I think NLS is going to be a tight race between San Diego and L.A., and I think L.A.'s got the experience on their side to do it. And I, but I think San Diego, if they are to win it this year, I'm not going to say one way or the other just yet, but if they are to win the division this year, I think they got enough young, hungry players on their side to do it. Not saying the Dodgers aren't hungry about getting that division anymore, but I think San Diego might be a bit hungrier. We just have to wait and see. Yeah. 
but they're not the only ones making moves, Alan. What else has happened this offseason? I think I think we need to talk about the fact that the Phillies uh, get a new GM who is known or rely on the league. Dave Dombrowski, I want to say was the oh, last Dave name. Dombrowski? Yeah, Dombrowski. He's with the Phillies now, and he's well-known in the league for oh, yeah. being the GM who spends money. Um, and I think that's what helped secure JT Romuto back in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, always a guy I've, I've had great respect for. Like he, he knows what he wants. He, he sees an organization. He knows what he wants and how he wants the club to be. So he's going to do it. And I think really like having a hire like that, it's, it's great. It, it does have some negative effects as obviously the more you spend it later can, can trickle down. But I think how Dave does it, like he, he's proven he can win anywhere. He's even been in organizations where it's been dysfunctional, but guess what? They either make the world series or win it with him. So if he, if he can win in Florida, think about that. He won in Florida as a wild card team. And they were in the league for only, what, three, four years? Detroit, a mess. He comes in, took time, but they've become perennial contenders under his watch. Then you saw what he did with the Red Sox. Boom, win a World Series in his first year. And I think the impact he will bring in Philadelphia, like it may not show the first year, but second year, I think that's when we're going to hear Philadelphia again in the playoff mix and possibly heck even in the world series but it's just a process and i know and there's no nobody better than than dave dombrowski when it comes to knowing baseball and the personnel on the team yeah and i think he's the right guy to build around bryce harper you know i was talking about great baseball players early on in this episode and i i i failed to mention bryce harper you know easily one of the top players in the game you you don't necessarily have to like him but he's you got to respect him he's shown you know he not only can he mash baseballs but he can he does he can patrol that what is it he plays right field so he can easily patrol that right field out there in philadelphia make great plays in the outfield and just show you know i'm one of the i earned my contract you know like and he's been showing that for what the past two years he's been in philly right two three Mm -hmm. years so I think Dave uh, Dombrowski's the eat best guy to build around him. He's got Remuto back. Bryce Harper campaigned hard for Philly to bring yeah, JT back, and it worked out. I think Philly's problem is they don't have the pitching to compete. They lost Jake Arrieta back to the Cubs. They So Aaron Nola's kind of been iffy lately. You know, he's not the best he has. He could be. Um, their bullpen's a mess, and that's kind of been one of uh, Dave mm-hmm. Dombrowski's failings as a GM is building that right bullpen. But they don't have the pitching. Yeah. So they got to do something with that pitching staff. And I think keeping JT Romuto around is key because he's the best catcher in the game. He can easily yeah. change that staff around, but you got to give him good pitchers. 
and yeah. they don't have that. <laughs> yeah, not right now. Not right now, but they'll get it. And probably we might see them be buyers in the trade deadline. We will we'll see. But I know they're gonna figure it out. And besides, I don't think they're like like they're talented that they can battle for a playoff spot, but if they want to get to that and to the playoffs, then you're gonna have you need to have a dominant pitcher or pitchers to to give you that shot. Yeah, I think they need to get at least one, two or two dominant starting pitchers and one or two good bullpen arms. Otherwise, they're just not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, Aaron Nola's got to step up. And I can't remember who else is on that pitching staff right now. So that just shows, like, they got to do something with that pitching staff because clearly they don't have names that are really known, I feel like, you know. Yeah, like it's all gonna come down to that. What, what can they do? Yeah, um, Nationals made some moves. They bring in uh, Josh Bell from the Pirates to help uh, Ryan Zimmerman with uh, first base over in uh, Washington. Um, and lately, it's just been a lot of uh, adding. Repeats. A lot of teams have just been adding small pieces mm-hmm. as they prepare for the season. I think. We're just going to see a lot more of that as spring training gets underway. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the Mets, Alan. Let's bring the Mets back up. Off season for the Mets. Let's uh, go through it and tell me what you think. They trade with Cleveland. They get Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. Mm-hmm. They sign James McCann as a catcher. They get Trevor May. You know, they, they get a new owner. Yeah. I believe they also got a new GM in the offseason. Yeah, they just had that that controversy that I'm just yeah. like, wow. I mean, they've had bad controversy with uh, play, ex-members of that organization and uh, some, uh, I don't know if you, well, yeah, it's sexual harassment allegations yeah. and that from that. Yeah, but obviously that's before Steve Cohen's time, and that's under the will ponds. But still, you know that's not a good look, despite everything you do in that offseason. So, uh, what do you think overall about the Mets' offseason? Well, I'll say it's a good one. Um, I think really um, once I also give credit to like even Steve Cohen and the staff um, when they heard about uh, the sexual harassment controversy, looked into it immediately get out you're out of here immediately and i think that should be a perfect example to how organizations not just baseball like sports organizations let me take that back sports organization organizations but also corporate like like big or small businesses should do when that happens like you hear something like that okay let's look into let's investigate it make sure we get the facts once you have the facts immediately you're out of here and i really do applaud the mets for that i know it's it does hurt a little bit but i think once once play goes on then you're going to see a different camaraderie and then you heard the new the gm of the cubs jed hoyer said like because he he like it was his staff with, with under theo epstein that hired him when he was with the cubs that that happened that 
from now on that, hey, from now on, I'm going to, when I hire someone like a GM, I got to make sure they have no baggage, like including sexual harassment or any allegations. So I think that shows that, hey, like, yes, a mistake was made on that, but hey, we're going to, we're going to learn from it and we're going to move on. And really like this cannot happen in any environment. And I really applaud what the Mets did like, and just, Hey, we're going to figure this out. We find the facts. You're out of here. And it's just, it's not easy, but you got, you got to have strong leadership and strong convictions to do it. And the Mets pulled it off. And yes, it hurts a little bit. Because everybody's, because people will remember that. But once play begins, then we're going to focus on the product on the field and not off it. Yeah, no, like I think it's the best thing coming. You know, like you can't, obviously, this can't happen, Alan. You said it best. And I think the best thing we can do about it as a society is look into it, verify these things happened obviously you know and then act swiftly not let things uh what's the word i'm looking for stew build up you know like women they they have a role to play in society you know and they they belong yeah. in 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 the sports world you know they have great contributions there so i think when stuff like this happens you know you gotta trust them look into it make sure it's fair it verify it you know and, and then go from there so yeah i couldn't have said it better myself but yeah i think that taints the off season of the mets a little bit in my eyes like yeah they did all these great on-field moves but off the field stuff just taints it a little bit you know yeah it's just a little bit it hurts it's like it's just like a little pinch that they got ah it hurts or or they got punched in the arm yeah it hurts but it's all about what you do on the field that then later people will talk about, hey, they're doing good. They've shaken it off. Move on. If, and that's that's all it's all gonna matter. And that's something that the Mets they're gonna they're gonna be fine in that regard. And and yeah, but it's I know everybody, some people are still talking about it, but hey, you just move on and then minds will change in the course of the regular season. Exactly. So, Alan, we got a bit of breaking news, you know, not to change subject from something that's very important to talk about. But, you know, like, I feel like enough's been said, unless you got more you want to say on it. Uh, no, I don't, I don't have anything else. Cool. Because, yeah, I don't have anything that I think we've done what we could with it. But some breaking news. Brett Gardner is back with the Yankees. Two-year deal worth up to $11 million. So, yeah. Yankees bring back the, a, good, a great hitter and a leader in that clubhouse. So, just moving yeah, up the subway. Pretty much, yeah. I, I think he he's going to re retire as a Yankee. And I don't know what else to say about that. Didn't surprise me at all. And No. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. To say about Brett Gardner, other than yeah, great hitter, someone a great leader in the in the clubhouse. So, so yeah, I, he will stay a Yankee forever. Yeah, I agree. So, 
I don't have much to say on it. I think the Yankees brought back their guy. You know, he's a good. He's been a face of the franchise for a while now, so it's good. Good idea to bring him back. I think. Yeah. So. But yeah, you know, like just looking back, I think on this whole Mets offseason, you know, like obviously things like this happen, right? This this is part of the society we live in, I guess, unfortunately. Yeah. And it it sucks, you know, like I wish I could sit here and say, you know, this doesn't happen but it does. And I think what we all need to realize is this happens, you know, but, and if you're someone out there who thinks all this is okay, you know, to do what this uh, GM guy did, you know, send all, all sorts of unwanted advancements and pictures and text messages and all these things, even Mickey Callaway, you know, former, Mets uh, manager and all the and uh, coach doing similar actions. If you think that's okay, don't listen to this podcast. Okay, that's not okay. Yeah, it it will never be okay, and it it needs to be said. You know, like it need this needs to be addressed. I feel um, women they have an, a vital role to play in in our societies. And they are making great contributions to the sports world. And I'm, we're, I'm going to watch a lot of Marlins games and see what Kim Ang does down there in Miami with her uh, managerial and, and watchful eye over the Miami Marlins. But, you know, like, this cannot happen. And... Alan, I think you you agree with me when I say we will not stand for it. And if you want, are out there and you guys think that's okay, don't listen to us. We're we're not about it. So if you guys don't agree with that, that's fine. Don't listen to us. Yeah. Period. Yeah, you can you can switch the channel. Yeah, switch the channel if you you have that mindset. Because hey, here. We're not going to tolerate it. It's like, it's like cancer. The moment when you find out you have cancer, you'll want to get rid of it immediately. What can we do to get rid of it? And in sexual harassment, you, that won't be accepted, period. As soon as that happens, exactly. hey, let's, let's get rid of it. What, can, what happened? Get rid of it immediately. And, and that's here in this podcast. We will not, we, we stand with those that have been Harassed, you're not alone. We're with you, and and you have even male or female doesn't matter. You guys have a vital role to play in any endeavor that you do, not just sports, but whether it be education, whether it be public service, or whether the home, wherever, whatever you do, we're here to support you. We're here to show you, hey, you have a vital role to play. Play it. Play that role, whatever role you want, but play it to the best of your abilities and people will recognize you. They may, you, even if you're not on the headlines, but they'll remember you from your heart. So here in Soren Sports, we're with you. We're not quitting on you. And, and any harassment, report it immediately 
don't let it dwell forever because we've known people that have decided to dwell on it forever. It, it just drained, drained them mentally and emotionally in every aspect. As soon as that happens, report it immediately and don't let it dwell on Yeah, I agree with Alan. You know, report it as soon as you feel comfortable. You know, like, obviously, you might not feel comfortable right away reporting something like that. But when you feel comfortable enough to that and realize and with someone that you can talk about it, do so. There's there's help out there. And that goes for any sort of harassment, whether it be sexual, whether it be racism. We here will we won't we don't stand for that crap. It's it's literal crap and we're all of the same race and it you know, we're all humans. We're all man man and womankind. We 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 are humans and I think the minute society begins to realize that, the better, you know. So, you know, like I hate that this has happened and it's taken away from a baseball conversation, but this stuff needs to be said. It needs to be put out there. And, you know, like, like we've said, we're going to say it one more time. If you there's guys or even girls out there that think any of this stuff is okay, please change the channel. We're not okay with that. And if you guys, and we just need that to be known. And I think we set our piece yeah. and we're going to go back to our baseball conversation, but this, this needed to be said and addressed. And I think we've done a good job with that. So we'll just, you know, keep going. It's hard to, it's always hard to switch back to baseball or any talk sports talk after a talk like this, yeah. but I felt we needed to say our two cents Alan, and I'm glad we did that. So. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's hard to re go back to uh, talking baseball about, after talking on that subject, but let's uh, let's bring some light back into to this. So let's kind of yeah, let's kind of jump in, and I guess we'll we'll uh, we were going to save this part for the end, but I think we'll end with the season previews. Alan, I think it's time I go on a rant. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> why don't you set me up, and I'll just take it from there. Okay, well, um, if you haven't heard, I know this has been old news, but um, I've seen that it's been discussed in the state of Colorado, in Denver mostly, but I would, Brady could correct me, I don't know if it's talked about the whole state of Colorado, but basically, you just traded your best player, who is going, Nolan Arenado, he is going to the St. Louis Cardinals, and... Basically, he got traded for nothing, pretty much, really, like, just for a bag of Doritos chips. And I love Doritos chips, but when you have a player like that, you don't trade for a bag of chips. You get everything. Heck, I would even, I would even be like, let me have 10% of the Cardinals' ownership stake. You don't trade for nothing, and that's what Colorado did. So, Braden, or should I say Mr. Wilson, take it away. Okay. First off, before I start, I was hoping time would make me start to feel a bit better and help me understand. 
I was wrong. As a baseball fan, I am hurt. As a Rockies fan, I am hurt. As a person from Colorado, I am hurt. Not only am I hurt, I am outraged, okay? This should not have happened, okay? Last two years ago, let's set this up a bit more. Two years ago, biggest deal in Colorado Rockies history. We signed arguably the best player in baseball, one of the best players in baseball currently, best, arguably the best third baseman of all time. We lock him up to an eight-year, oh, what was it, $245 million deal with a third-year opt-out and for after this season. Everyone eyed that opt-out and was like, why'd you give that to him? Well, now we know why. Um, Arenado signs that deal as a show of good faith, and he signs it and tells Jeff Breidich and Dick Monfort, I am signing this, but I expect you guys to get good pieces and build around me because I want to bring this team to the World Series. I want to bring them into the playoffs. And everything we've seen since then was they said, okay, to get them to sign. Okay, let's look at 2019, dismal season. Arenado says, not only says, I feel disrespected, he says in the end-of-season presser, uh, this year felt like a bit of a rebuild. And he was not about that, nor should he be, you know. Um, <clears throat> let's see. You know, he felt you could see it in his play this year. He did not look happy to be on that diamond wearing that the purple and black of the Colorado Rockies. And none of us could blame him. You know, we're all like, get him out of here. He's not happy. Let's make let's get him happy. You know, we love the we love him in Colorado. We he's you know, he's part of the reason why I switched to third base again. I've been playing first base in for a while and I switched back to third and gave it a go because of watching him play. You know, I realized, you know, I could if I practice hard enough, I could maybe not play like him, but I could do decent. And so that's why I switched back to third base and independent leagues and whatnot was because he uh, he inspired me, you know, and he inspired a lot of kids in Colorado. I'd assume um, he he was the face of Colorado Rockies baseball for a decade. Um, same with Chuck Nasty and now Trevor Story and Cal Freeland. Like those were the faces of our franchise. Some of the best players we've ever had. We, there was a lot of hope for Rockies baseball. Hope that we haven't felt much in the 20, since the Blake Street Bombers. And I was like one and two years old, like maybe up until like four when Blake Street Bombers were in Colorado. You know, my first player that I really remember watching growing up is not Larry Walker. It's Todd Helton, you know, Mr. Rocky himself. Um, mm -hmm. To date, he's the only player that stuck it through with this team. Um, and he's the best first baseman in Colorado Rockies history. And, I wouldn't say he's one of the best first basemen in all of baseball history, but I'd say he's he's on that list somewhere. You know, he's a he was a great first baseman, um, and he gets a lot, a lot of Colorado players get a lot of flat because of Coors Field. But you try playing at altitude, it does. It met, you try doing anything active in altitude, things just don't work the same way as they do at sea level. I'm sorry, that's how it is. The air is thinner. Your oxygen levels are 
kind of thinner because of that. And in baseball, the ball doesn't break the same way. Okay. So until baseball kind of realizes that, which they're starting to and stops this in Colorado, that's a pedestal I'll get on, but that's not this rant. <laughs> we'll save that one for another day. We'll return yeah. back to this mm-hmm. trade. Okay. <clears throat> we right before Alan and I hit record, I showed him a clip from the press conference that the Rockies gave after uh, the trade. Okay. Um, So first off they got, I don't even remember the pieces of the deal. The only thing anybody that follows the Colorado Rockies remembers is that they send Nolan Arenado and $50 million to the Cardinals and then go and claim they couldn't, one, they couldn't afford his contract and he was not happy. Okay. You sent $50 million and him the best third baseman almost ever to a team. And you're going to say you can't afford him. Well, how could you afford to pay him for like two years? So that's, that's confusing a lot of people. <clears throat> okay. Cardinals. They're happy to have him, and I don't blame them. I might watch a lot of Cardinals games just to see my dude, you know, and I've listened to, a bunch of interviews since the trade and no one's like you know Rockies fans I feel for you um like he hasn't said it in these words but and this is kind of my interpretation of what he said so uh if he ever hears this you know like I know this isn't what you said Nolan but this is kind of how I I feel and you what you meant to say if you could say it was you know I feel for you fans you know you have a team that doesn't care about you you know like they don't care about putting a winning product on the field, you know, because basically what he said was when he got to Air, uh, St. Louis, he said, I'd have to look it up to be exact, but he says something on the lines of this franchise cares about winning. And Nolan his whole time said, I want to win. And he did everything. And in another interview that he, I listened to, he said, I did everything I could, you know, and he gave it all he could to uh, take the Rockies to glory. But one guy isn't enough, and it will never be enough. Rockies are going to play poor, and that's fine. Like, okay, play poor. If you can't afford to put a, a decent winning product on the field after 25 years of this owning an organization – Sell the team. I don't care. Sell the team. Sell it to someone who would at least keep the team in Colorado and understand that this team means something to kids like me who grew up watching this team and grew up watching Larry Walker, Todd Helton, uh, Matt Holiday, Troy Tulowitzki, Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman. Understand that those people, that means something to them. And Dick Montfort, if he ever hears this, which I doubt he will, but if he does, realize you have fans that actually care. And when it seems that you don't, you're just telling your fans to piss off. Because, and if you say you're a fan, which you said in your press conference, none of us believe you. Because a fan cares about having a winning team, and you clearly don't. This is not the first time this has happened, mind you. If 
if there's baseball fans that are out there thinking this is the first time the Rockies have been this stupid, no. Okay. 2015, they trade Troy, Troy Tulowitzki to uh, Toronto for a bunch of prospects. One of them was Jeff Hoffman. Jeff Hoffman turned out to be a decent uh, starting pitcher, but a great bullpen arm. Rockies have now traded Jeff Hoffman away. So everything that we got from that deal is gone. Uh, before that, Matt Holiday, part of the team that went to the World Series, Alan, gets traded away to, I want to say, Oakland. He gets traded away. For I don't even remember. Um, and before that, we trade Larry Walker, only player in franchise history to make the Hall of Fame. And we trade him to St. Louis. Now, granted, I will give him this. It's towards It was towards the end of Walker's career. And towards the end of his career, he wasn't putting up the numbers that he had been throughout his career in Colorado. But still, this is not the first time they've done this. And I will dare say it will not be the last until Dick Monfort no longer owns the Colorado Rockies. The Colorado Rockies are a joke of a franchise. And it pains me to say that. Alan, you know how much I love my team. Yeah. Crying out loud, I have a Rockies flag on, on my wall right behind me where I sit to record these podcasts. I'm wearing my Arenado jersey right now as I say this. Okay? Like, I am a fan through and through. I will follow this team this year because I'm a diehard fan, and that's what we do. Okay? Well, I watch a lot of games. Sure. Because I support Drew Goodman and Brian Spielborgs and that great team over there at AT&T Sportsnet who are not responsible for this. I will follow the DMVR Rockies podcast coverage because they did not sponsor this trade. Well, but I will not buy more Rockies gear until this franchise is under new ownership or new leadership and management. I will not give them another dime because they clearly don't care about me. So why should I support them? I'll support the people that cover the team, but I will not support the Monforts and Jeff Redditch. If they choose the general manager over their franchise player and their fans, how can you support them? You can't. Okay. And nor will I. I'll be watching a lot of Phillies games this year. I'll be watching a lot of Angels games. I'll be watching a lot of Padres games. I'll tune into the occasional Rockies game. I'm not going to watch a lot of Rockies this year. One, because of blackouts, which are ridiculous. I live in Idaho and can't watch a Rockies game because I'm in market, yet I pay the MLB TV subscription fees. Go figure. But that's a baseball rant. This is a Rockies rant. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to do, Alan. I don't know what to do for my baseball season consumption. Like, I'm not going to watch the Rockies very often. Like, I'll watch in occasionally, like I said, to support AT&T Sportsnet. But I'm not going to buy any Rockies merch. Like, I just won't. What I have is what I have until uh, they get new leadership. That's it, you know. 
Like, the Rockies are a joke of a franchise, and there's only one way to get better, unfortunately, and that's change ownership, change leadership, do something, okay? Like, Coors Field is not the Rockies' biggest problem. It's not. All they'd have to do is really make that outfield a bit smaller. And not only would the pitching be have a lot easier time of being really good, which this rotation, lots of hope for. Kyle Freeland, outstanding pitcher. And if you look at 2019, when he had his bad year, MLB had used baseballs, which of course led to more home runs and higher ERAs for all pitchers, not just Colorado pitchers. Colorado was really affected because of altitude, but even your Dodgers, Alan, their ERAs went up because of these numbers. Okay. They had a hard time. Yeah, that is true. So yeah. why are we bagging on the Rockies for it? You know, why are we bagging on Kyle Freeland for that? It's not his fault that MLB decided, you know, home runs are good, which they are, but everyone had record home run numbers and record high EIA ERA numbers that year, not just Kyle Freeland. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, he had a bad year, but it's, there's a lot of environmental stuff that was out of his control. And you could just watch him that year and he'd just be like, how I'm doing what I know to do and what worked for years. And it's no longer working. What's going on. And you could tell it affected him. Who wouldn't that affect, you know, it affected everybody, but you know, like he didn't know what to do and I don't blame him. I wouldn't have known what to done, you know? So course yeah. field, is not the Rockies' biggest problem. There's ways to work around Coors Field. You can't work around the man that signs your paychecks. Okay? You can't work around that. I I love my job right now. And I love the fact that corporate comes in often, checks in on us, and sees how we're doing. Okay? I love that. It means corporate's involved, and I think that's a great thing. But when you walk in as corporate, and your whole store gets really tense and really stressed out because you're there, something's wrong. And that's the environment the Rockies have right now is Dick Moffrant and Jeff Breidich walk in that room and everybody freaks out and gets stressed and upset and worried because that's just the people they are right now. Okay. It's no secret. Jeff Breidich since he's one of the best baseball minds ever. Yeah, he couldn't build a team and buy a decent bullpen arm or give decent bullpen help for uh, <clears throat> the, the Rockets to do de- well. We made two, we almost won the division back in 2018. And I darn say we should have. And we very well could have. We beat the Cubs and had our offense just been a little better in that DS that year, we would have been in the NLCS facing the Dodgers once again. I guess at that point it would have been the Nationals. But that point is mute. But we could have made the World Series back in 2018 if the bats hadn't gone cold and pitching. we had a bit better pitching to kind of get us back on track. We didn't have that. Okay. Everyone in Colorado is like, you need offense, you need offense. Okay, yeah, you need offense. But if you don't have the defense or the pitching to kind of be strong when the offense isn't doing much, how are you going to do well? 
you know, you know, like Alan, I could just keep going, but I, you need to stop me soon. <laughs> Cause all right, all right. this, all right. this can't, this I can't happen. Yeah. It just can't. Red Sox fans. I finally know what you went through last year. I get it. Plain and simple. I get it. And you guys in Boston had no excuse. And granted, Colorado has no excuse either. But this should not happen. You should care about putting a winning product on the field for your fans. Decent product brings in more fans. Decent games brings in more fans. Winning teams brings in more fans. And tanking is destroying games. It's destroying fan bases. And it's making everybody stop caring. And if and I don't trust Rocky's leadership, if we are going to tank, to do it properly. And I don't trust him to rebuild this team. I just don't. I get it. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I know there's more you want to say, but due to a <laughs> show, we're going to leave it at that. But I will, all I can say is that really um, there's a lot of work to do. And I think for success to come, you got to bring people that have known success, that knows what it takes. I've always mentioned this to you off camera. I was, before we even did our podcast, hey, bring in Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> that guy knows how to win. He knows who to get. But no, you're still stuck in what you, you do. And I'll conclude with this. Um, just like the choice of not worrying, buying any merchant, Rockies merchandise, that is your choice. I do respect it. And to all Rockies fans, if that's the route you're taking, go right ahead. I wish MLB has like what I think like I heard on the NBA, they have insurance, jersey insurance, meaning if your player gets traded during the season or before the upcoming season, hey, swap it. You get refunded. Something like that. I think it's more of an American Express. I don't know. I still have to Google that, but if Rockies fans had that, I think you'll probably have a lot of people giving away Arenado jerseys and get their monies back. So all I got to say about this is if you're going to do a trade like that, you better get a lot back. Because then from there, then someone like the, I don't know, Miami will come in. And they'll start being good. Hey, we need a pitcher. We're looking for Kyle Freeland. How much? What do you need? Oh, we'll give you cash, and we'll and we just need your two lower-ranked prospects. Done deal. And it'll be again. They gave away their bet their best pitcher for nothing. So I'll be like, you know what? I'm gonna go make a deal with Colorado, and I know I'm gonna get the best player. And I don't have to give up the world. And that is trade sports trades one-on-one. You got to give everything 
to give a player like that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I I'm not I can't say much yeah. else, you know. Like Yeah. Colorado is hurting right now. Plain and simple. You know, a lot of Rockies fans are they're questioning, do I support this team? I don't blame them. I've done it. I've decided I'll, I throw my team through and through. You know, I won't give up on them. I'll watch from afar, but that's it. You know? Yeah. Like, this might be a year where I watch just baseball in general and not Rockies baseball. You know? Vegas has us making the playoffs at like 0.2%. Like, we're not making the playoffs. They don't, but man, ownership group doesn't care. Management doesn't care. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, there's a lot of teams in baseball that are like that, you know, but they'll use the excuse of that, the fact that they're a small market. Okay. You know, my thoughts on that, Alan, everyone at this point knows that my thoughts on that. Yeah. Don't use it as a crutch. Grow your market. Grow your product. Grow your brand. Put winning product on the field and play. people will come. They'll watch. They'll support you. That gives you more money, and therefore you're no longer a small market. Like, Pittsburgh's yeah. doing the same thing right now. Traded Joe Musgrove, James Tyone, Josh Bell, um, they recently just signed Todd Frazier, which is good for Todd Frazier. And, you know, he's a wonderful baseball player, but he's, uh, towards the end of his career, you know, he's not going to help the pirates at this point win any world series or anything. Pirates are not competing this year. You know, the Orioles, they're, they got a lot of hope. They're starting to build up, but. Clearly, they're not the best in the league either, you know. So, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Baseball right now is really, really ridiculous. Um, yeah, you have the whole sexual harassment stuff with the Mets. You have this ridiculous trade. Um, and you didn't sign your biggest free agents for its – Till towards the end of the offseason, like what is wrong with baseball? Maybe that's an episode we should do. <laughs> but yeah, so let's uh let's see. We've probably been doing a little long. So we'll kind of end this episode here, Alan, I think, and we'll do a season preview within the coming days. Um I just don't got it in me today anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, but quick preview on my thoughts of the Rockies. We're not going anywhere this year. Expect bottom of the division, bottom of the league. Yeah. So we're a joke. We won't talk about them in our once we do our season preview in the in in major leagues. We're not. So sorry, Denver or Colorado. We know where you're gonna end up. We'll talk about everyone else once yep. we start our preview. So Trevor Story, get out of there. You know, don't sign. Get out of there. They won't build around you. They won't build around Nolan. Why would they build around you? So, 
but yeah so we'll end this one here um next episode we're going to talk a little nba and hopefully i'm a bit happier in that one <laughs> oh it, there's going to be a lot of happiness <laughs> a lot of a lot of talk on who should have been in the all-star game who do you think will be in the all-star game along with some trade rumors that and also i'll probably go a little bit of a rant on trades because <laughs> um just how how they've, they've been treated lately so so we'll, we'll talk so about there you that. go folks you get a rant from me and then you're gonna get, you're about to get a rant from alan and as you guys know we don't go on rants very often all right we're very happy guys we're go free carefree guys so yeah. when we start ranting and we go off we're upset we're hurt okay so keep that in mind yeah you know this we're hoping this doesn't happen very often but it's, that's kind of what's going on right now and it's yeah. part of our deal but it's part of life, part of life. um yeah. you know on the note of support you know we thank everybody who's supporting our journey um this started off as you know just us screwing around having some fun but it's really it's really turned into a dream of ours i'd say alan uh pursuing um, yeah and we're seeing a lot of success right now and we can't be more thankful for it um so please keep supporting us keep keep following us and as we pursue our dreams with this you know um if you guys are, remember a couple of days ago we our episode ago we had a the noble sports guy host of Braden Toro, an old friend of mine on the podcast. Uh, and he talks a lot about the NFL, which is something we won't cover on this particular podcast. But if he says some things about the NFL that intrigued you, go get, go listen to him. You know, uh, he and us were, uh, we kind of are starting to work together and helping each other out. Um, so yeah, let's support each other and support him as well. He he's does some great work over at on his podcast too. So let's uh, let's help him out, guys. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll return later, as mentioned, with the NBA. Um, we also got a Champions League episode coming out soon, and uh, yeah, you know, if you haven't noticed, we got some new look. We got a new look. We we've rebranded recently. So yeah, we're uh, we got a lot more in store for everybody. So keep 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 following us. Yeah. All right, everybody, stay safe, especially oh, down there in fast. Texas. Stay safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>